Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 486 for comics originally coming out on December the 5th, 2018. Drew, 2018 is almost gone. We are on the very last month. But before Drew and myself get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops, Drew, we on fire. We've been asking our wonderful, wonderful listeners to please, please rate and review us on iTunes. And Drew, we've got two more this week. Fantastic. All right. Let's start with the most recent one. We've got one entitled Top Marks, and that comes from Heinz789. My favorite ketchup and stadium, might I add, as well. <laughs> Not just entertaining and enjoyable, but also very informative. Thanks for keeping me up to date on the spec market. And that's five stars from Heinz789. Excuse me, from Heinz789. Then we have one from Blue Bullet 2001. It says, fun show for new, old, and lapsed collectors. If you enjoy being a Wednesday warrior or on top of the latest comics, give Kyle and Drew a listen. Kyle and Drew put out a roughly one-hour show for your listening pleasure every Saturday. For me, it's a must-listen, and I look forward to it every weekend. I enjoy their walkthrough of the FOC and week-ahead previews. In addition, both hosts pick a book each week they think will be a will be hot or have long-term legs. Their insight is good for new and seasoned collectors alike. With that said, be smart and focus more on the fun part. 90% of comics <laughs> don't go up in value. That's been our little secret, but that's okay. Read the comics for fun and sell if a book gets hot. Oh, and be warned, Kyle either lives with the monkey from Outbreak or licks doorknobs because he is sick <laughs> Every other week, <laughs> Drew somehow soldiers on without his co-host. Nevertheless, of course I'm kidding, but seriously, the man needs a vitamin C drip. Yes, my immune system is constantly overwhelmed and under attack, and I have three outbreak monkeys running around this house, constantly bringing me every infection within the known universe. <laughs> and true story, I had Kyle and his outbreak monkeys for Thanksgiving at my house, and have been sick ever since. Yeah. So I'm going on day six. Of Typhoid Kyle, as we like to call him. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and, and this you hear right here is a pile of cherry-flavored cough drops in front of me, so I'm going to do my best to attempt to say lozenged, if that's a word. Do do we just, does our family gender, gender, family <laughs> uh, g- genetics just not have any immune system in it? Is that what I, it is? I work with the GP and three kids and I'm, I'm relatively out of shape and don't really eat right and <laughs> read too many comics. So I'm really, I mean, pick a winner there. Honestly, it's a wonder I'm alive. That's awesome. Uh, Jason sends us some sad news from Hawaii. Oh, no. Uh, Maui's Comics and Collectibles is going to be closing at the end of the year. Uh, I- Ike, uh, Ika, uh, the owner, is a very cool guy. I think both you and Kyle would like him. I'm hoping that maybe sometime in the future he gets to open up another shop in Maui. That is a bummer. We hate it when comic shops close. Um, it is a bummer. And, yeah, uh, we understand sometimes it's a, a tough market and, you know... Sometimes the more and more things go to digital and some other ways, and yeah. the more and more books are siphoned into the WalMarts of the world. Um, it's unfortunate because as much as we give some of our LCSs around here crap, uh, we 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 love them and we we hope for the best for them. Definitely. Um, what's the most comics you've ever read in one day when you've been on a roll and just couldn't stop reading? Uh, let's see. Uh, I once read 48 issues of Walking Dead. I did this. I was going to say the the first <laughs> omnibus of Walking Dead I blew I, through in the first day. And then I promptly, <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore and fell asleep. And as soon as I woke up, I started reading it again, uh, reading the, the, the next omnibus. So um, probably 48 would be my, would be my max. Um, and I, I'll bet I did 30 Why the Last Man in one day as well. Oh when yeah! I was, when I was blitzing through that late, yeah, I really, I was addicted. I, I, I was, I, you know, I had uh, some toothpicks jammed in my eyelids, just keeping the eyes open because I didn't want to stop reading that book. Yeah, that's a good one too. I mean, that one's that one was a tough one to pick up. For the most part, I um, I probably read. I I always read one. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, unless I'm like blackout blotto drunk or something, <laughs> <laughs> and I just hit the bed and pass out, but. Um, I always read at least one, no matter how tired I am. Um, even after podcasting, and I'm up way past my bedtime, 
I uh, I'll I'll read at least one. But usually I'm I'm like right around the four to five range a day. Um, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I hardly ever get into double digits. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a rarity. Yeah, I'm three to five usually. Yeah, time. yeah, that's that's a good. That's pretty much my no more than that in one day. Wish wish I could wish I could squeeze more time in, but yeah, I just no I just can't. Uh, Wolf Warner asks or says DC Nation number zero contains the first appearance of Ms. Robinson Good, who plays a very important role in Action Comics one thousand five. Hint hint, it has to do with the collar red. Hmm. 25 cent books that end up becoming keys are a comic collector's dream. Oh, I love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I think I got a stack of those bad boys. I, I, most of mine are Cowabungas, though. Yeah. They're Cowabunga imprints, so hopefully that's, that's even cooler. There you go. So we'll take that for sure. Um, we got the uh, coverprice.com top 10 for the week. Um, if you remember, it's COVR price.com it's this cool little site that one of our listeners hooked us up with and it has a wealth of information and uh this week's top 10 is all about dead rabbit um if you recall dead rabbit was recalled by image and um there was a copyright infringement on the name so uh the cover a selling for about an average of 18 dollars, which is uh pretty nice mm-hmm uh, 400% increase there. Um, the, even the second issue, selling for 15 on average, which is also good. Um, there's some. Um, there's an incentive variant for two, selling for 25 or so, and uh, an incentive variant for number one that's in the 30s. So any dead rabbits that still say dead rabbit on the cover or on shelves anywhere looks to me like you can't go wrong. It's yeah, a no. it's a no-brainer. So walk into the an LCS, um, see scan the shelves. If there's anything that says Dead Rabbit on it, I don't even think you have to even worry about it. Just pick them up because mm-hmm. um, they're because they're doing really well. Um, also doing really well still is that Conspiracy Illuminati from Zenoscope. Um, that book's selling close to thirty bucks, still um, selling well. Um, and that's just, uh, you know, it's kind of a cool cover, but I don't, that can't be it. This must be a lower print run, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, uh, another book that's heating up is Ultimate Fallout 4 um, because of that Spider-Man Miles Morales animated movie that's launching soon. It's um, it's selling for $40 raw, which is um, pretty good. And I can't imagine it. It, it costs anything. Um, you know, you could probably find that in dollar bins at some point. Uh, they've they've highlighted Immortal Hulk number two uh, for the first appearance of Doctor Fry. Um, I'm enjoying this new Immortal Hulk run; it's kind of fun. It's the best Al Ewing I've ever read. And uh, this 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 uh, issue of Immortal Hulk is uh, selling on average uh, 17 bucks. That's a good one. Uh, there's some heat behind Middle West, the Scotty Young book. Um, but mostly for the one in twenty variant. Yeah, talked about that last week. Yeah, which is selling about seventy bucks. Um, so that that's pretty good. Uh, and of course, the damned still a hot one, still selling well, still selling um, in the the fifty to sixty dollar range, depending on which which A or B cover it is. So, um, really a cool site. It's nice that they aggregate that for you. Um, just check out what's going on that week before before you head out to your LCS and just see if there's anything still on the shelves that you could make a little money on. It's kind of an easy no-brainer. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You don't have to listen to us if you don't want to. You can just get this get to go to that site. Wait, Although <laughs> you'd miss you'd miss out on our witty banter. Hey Kyle, um we both like Robert Kirkman a lot. Um, we do. He's got a new show coming. And uh, his new show is called uh, Five Year or Year Five, something like that. Um, and it's a pre-apocalyptic tale set in a five-year period before the, a massive meteor strikes the Earth. Now, you, you, th- you might think that sounds kind of um, 
familiar cliched maybe you've heard it before stuff like that well here's the twist it's going to be taking place in different countries all over the world so it's going to be simultaneously there'll be five the the same season will be occurring in five different countries so or regions be one here of course um korea uk latin america um Germany, India, Russia, China, they'll be they'll be they'll be occurring in all these different places and the thing is they'll be cast with people from those countries and they'll be having their own storylines simultaneously that are all around the same central plot but by different actors telling the story which is kind of pretty ambitious, right? And is it be based on a comic he's written? I don't. No, it's not. Then no, I don't not. care. <laughs> you don't care. No. I think that, how, how dare <laughs> he not do a comic first? How well, dare maybe, this not be based on a comic property? Well, maybe it will. Maybe it'll drop like die, die, die. I mean, just never know. True. I think. I think that sounds kind of neat. And then I guess they're all going to like inter, intertwine and stuff. But you know, you won't be able to see the other ones in the other countries. I wouldn't think because uh-uh. you know they're not in your country, but. Still, it's kind of it's kind of unique and cool. And ambitious. get yourself a DNS and uh, change your location. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess you could do that. That's true. <laughs> uh, the great Denny O'Neill, comic creator, will be honored for pursuing causes of peace and justice at the Presidential Library, December seventh and eighth. Denny O'Neill will be honored for his lifetime of achievements in pursuing causes of peace and justice during. An appearance at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library in Atlanta. Good for him. Now he's the dude. Is Denny O'Neill's the dude that had uh, Bucky shooting up heroin, right? Way back. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. He was like the first to kind of take on um, real world issues and stuff. That's kind of cool. Challenge the comic book code. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty awesome. Um, oh, we got a new FOC hot off the presses from Eric at Kawabanga. So we should probably take a gander at that, see what's hot. There you go. Of course, Drew and myself like to go into the FOC. FOC, of course, stands for the Final Order Cutoff. This is your last opportunity um, to order a book that you did not order within the previous catalog. These books are roughly a month out, and you have the opportunity to, uh, your LCS has the opportunity, I should say, to order these books to come in as they would any other book. So you get another bite at the apple. So you don't have to go chasing things on a secondary market or getting a second print and whatnot. So Drew and myself like to just kind of peruse through that and see if anything has uh, a little bit better fire for us now than it did during previews or if maybe the market's changed on some stuff. Of course, uh, Eric also in his email that you can get on his email list, no problem at all. Um, he's featured a few items that he... Uh, his customers essentially have uh, either added to or are looking forward to, and he usually also features a collected edition. So the first one that he's showing us is Backdrill number 30, the cover B, Joshua Middleton, with a really cool Batgirl cover on that one. Very unique. I very much like that one. Marvel Action Avengers number one, the uh, Samariva, John Samariva. I don't know if that's the cover A or B on that one, but... Uh, a $2, looks like all ages version of the Marvel Action Avengers. There is the Babs Tar cover B of Unnatural number six. And of course, Conan the Barbarian number one. There is a Addy Granov one in 50 variant that he's showing us and telling us that we can contact Calabunga Comics and get that deep, deep discount on things, even up to one in 50. Nice. Now, what do we think? What do we think is good? Yeah. Anything in Dark Horse here? No. <laughs> Did we? No. I don't even remember what LaGuardia 1 was. Yeah, I remember that va- vaguely. Um, I don't know if that we were blown away by it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing. Unfortunately, it looks like in Dark Horse, sir. We've talked about quite quite extensively about Stranger Things, and it, uh, unfortunately, missing the market is being a little too late for us. 
Yes, yes, definitely. All right, DC Comics. We talked about uh, Red Cloud and Action One Hundred Five, and I'm assuming we'll we'll catch her a little bit more in Action One Hundred Six here. I'm guessing. Yeah, um, could still be pretty cool. Glancing down here, this detective is still. Uh, this is the lead up, right? This is still the Tomasi stuff. So this mm-hmm. is this, the second of the Tomasis, and that B cover by Mark Brooks yep. is amazing. Um, it's a really, really nice cover, and uh, a Virgin cover of that would be sweet. But I, I'm sure they're going to cover that up with DC stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, that's really nice. <laughs> Even at this juncture, we're not getting a look at the Batman Beyond issue 27 variant. It is a Dave Johnson variant, but we've had a lot of cool Joker run stuff on that and some really, really uh, sought after Joker covers with some of these Batman Beyond oh. issues. So be on the lookout for that cover B. We unfortunately don't know what it looks like yet, but it may be something worth taking a shot at. Now, have they been um, spiking? Yes. Oh, like triple cover type of thing? Or? Some are getting up to that, yes. Oh, nice. A nice Philip Tan Titans cover B. I'm sure a nice Frizen. Uh, yes, of course, another nice Frizen Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right, sir, anything else in DC? No, I don't think so. Just a small handful of things from IDW, but nothing that I feel like I need. We uh, we talked uh, for a second about Action Avengers here. Here we can learn a bit, little bit more of it. Matthew Manning writing it and John Samariva on the art for that. A new era of all-out Avengers action begins. A new team is transformed to battle a mega-sized threat that is we uh, wider and wilder than any of the superheroes have met before. So, I'm not sure why, but Marvel is lending IDW the ability to do their all-ages Marvel comics. I still well, I'm not 100% sure why they do this, but and and, and they'll just do these themselves, but mm-hmm. it's weird, right? Yes. It is the last chance for me to get that barrier if you're done with IDW. Yep, yep, this yep. is the this is the last chance for me to get that barrier slipcase for my barrier issues. Uh, I've been toying with this whether to do that or not. Yeah, uh, 6 bucks going to kill you, homie. It's not. Um, I don't know if it's going to help me sell it or if I'm going to keep it. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. So i I, I got to figure this out by noon on Monday. Limited edition slipcase. Yeah. Well, they said the same thing about <laughs> what the uh, the Saga hardcovers. <coughs> yeah, no doubt. Private Eye hardcover. And then they're offered all the time. Middle West number one going to a second print. That's cool. And uh, does it have a different cover? Can you tell? It does. A Scotty Young second cover on that one. Oh, that that's is probably something worth it. to reach for. Absolutely. That's probably worth worth the effort. So yeah. I'm gonna order that. Might as well get the slipcase while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna want probably a copy of that Middle West B. Okay. Paper, Paper Girls Deluxe Volume 2. So, we've talked a few things about... Uh, now, the, hardcovers collect two trades, right? This is going to be issues 11 through 20, so exactly. With exclusive bonus material and an all-new wraparound cover. So, we've talked a few things about BKV here, so I thought I'd feature that. It's really weird to see Walking Dead without any Sienkiewicz covers now. Yeah, he's saving some money. Just a, regu- just a regular old Walking Dead. <laughs> Can Rick Grimes bring peace to the Commonwealth, or will he tear it apart? Or will, we, will he ride off on a frickin' helicopter? Oh, sorry. You haven't seen the episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Anything else in Mar- That's all in image. I'm going to head on down to Marvel, if you don't mind, sir. Okay. Champions number one. Do I care? 
Um, it's fun series. It just this is a needless reboot. There's no reason to. It's still Jim Zub. Yep. There's no reason to go renumber it except nope. it's a Mar of the Marvel way. Correct. Um, so that stuff makes me mad. So I'll probably stay away from from like going on getting any of these extra co- covers or anything. Holy Conan the Barbarian, he's back. He's People are excited. Jason Aaron riding Conan. Yeah, people are excited about this. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to clear a throat and I'm going to read this lesson real quick. By Krom, the greatest sword and sorcery hero returns to Marvel. For an age undreamed, hither came... Oh, gosh, it's going to be written like this. Oh, no. Hither came Conan the Cimmerian, black-haired, selenine, sword in hand, a thief, a reaver, a slayer, with gigantic... Melancholies and gigantic mirth. Oh, it's not even in English. I can't do this. Sorry. <laughs> Abort. Yes. Abort. Oh, I've made horrible things. Okay, so would you read that if you if, from the solicit? You 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 don't have to read it out loud, of course. Yeah. When you read the comics, I know so. Jason Aaron from his Thor run isn't mm-hmm. going to write like that, but the the I, I would not read the solicit. That's awful. Yeah. But are you are you interested in this book? Yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna dip in just because it's Jason Aaron. Had yeah. this been anybody else, and a no. cut cover by Esad Ribic, that's awesome. Yeah, and also okay. a cover by every other artist ever. Yeah, I was like, oh, a Sienkiewicz cover. cover. <laughs> it's four hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> wow, it's nice, but yeah, it is nice. <laughs> Scotty Young does Conan the Conan. That's cool. Now there's um three second prints of Daredevil six oh nine six ten and six eleven. Now this mm-hmm. is the death of Daredevil storyline. Correct. Written by Charles Soule. This is him his swan song on the way out. Six twelve is out this week, I believe. Yep, just came or last out. or yeah, last just week. came out last week. And um and then Zdarsky's taking over. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, a lot of interest uh, in Daredevil uh, on this last arc, so maybe it's some um, something to pick up and trade. Check out, maybe. There you go. And uh, while we while we pass Conan, of course, <coughs> if you want any of these big ratio versions, reach out to Cowabunga because it looks like they're going pretty heavy on it. And also, a lot of these Conan books are featured in the two comics for fun and profit bundles available as well. Which may or may not be still available. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The time may or may not have passed, but yeah, this is probably this is where they're. This is probably the last chance. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you wanted any of those, this would probably be it. Because if if we're FOCing them now, the pieces of them, and I think this is probably the first one we've seen <laughs> mm-hmm. an individual, and so, um, yeah, the, that bundle's probably. Monday would probably be the drop dead date for you to get those, and um, uh, and it still might be too late. But you can get individual pieces now yeah. um, through Calabunga. And there's now, your, go ahead. is Man, Man Without Fear. Is that the one that's like going to be every week? Uh, yes. <coughs> Jed McKay, Danilo Bayroth, and Kyle Hotz. Huh. Don't know those people at all. So it looks like Foggy Nelson issue one, Defenders issue two, Matt yeah. Murdock issue three, King okay. Pan issue four, Guardian Devil issue five. And uh, are they coming out every week? They are, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got Marvel Knights 20th anniversary series, the uh, six issue mini series. I've been enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good. But it's Donnie Cates and Matt Rosenberg, so um, they're all over Marvel. So it's kind of cool when they, they're teaming up for this. We got Marvel Tales um, featuring Fantastic Four. This is Stan Lee. And John Byrne doing the writing, Jack Kirby and John Byrne on art, and Jen Partell doing the cover. So I'm guessing this is uh, 
previously available material. Yeah, and it looks like they're trying to get eight bucks a piece out of these ones. Okay, now we've got Star Wars AOR. Help me with that. What does that mean? Oh, shoot. I knew, and now I don't. Obi-Wan Kenobi, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOR. Hmm. Not sure. Is it, I mean, is it, is it on the cover? Uh, <coughs> Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion, okay. Yeah. So these are, uh, I think, one-offs. And these are these take place uh, somewhere between the prequels and the regular stories? The regular um, well, let's movies? Let's see. The solicit for this one is the early days of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Knight. Following the wishes of his master, Obi-Wan Kenobi has taken on Anakin Skywalker as an apprentice. Will his mission alongside his young Padawan bring them closer together or sow the seeds that will drive them apart? And who else is after the ancient holocron that they seek? Hmm. Interesting. <coughs> We're up to uh, solicitations for Uncanny X-Men number 8. Have you been enjoying those at all? Did you even check out that long, long first issue? Nope. <laughs> had to be 60-some pages, at least. It was so long. Oh, they're, do they're actually adopting, adapting the uh, Wolverine Long Night uh, pod podcast. Huh. Turning it into a five issue. Yeah, it was a scripted podcast, and uh, I never did listen to it. Yeah. It, at first, it was you had to pay for it, and then they started releasing them for free uh, after they had got the, the the paywall people to pay, and uh, and now they're adapting it as a comic. I think that's probably where I'll stick with it. I'll probably just read it as a comic now, and then maybe go check out the podcast. There you go. Venom 8 goes to a second printing. And I haven't been... I ha, I'm not sure. That doesn't look like the regular cover, but it might have been one of the variant covers. Yeah. Of course, Stegman, he, I think he always cranks out an, ex, an extra cover for you on those. They do pretty well with those. Now, do we are, do we think that the, uh, the 3D Uncanny X-Men will do anything because of its... Uh, 3D nature comes, <laughs> it looks comes with neat, but at eight bucks, no, no, yeah, probably not. I was looking at it. it's a neat little cover, but I don't think it's anything too special. And it's just the cover that's 3D, not the insides. Yeah, and we don't even get to see who the action figure variant is on Uncanny either. I think that's all I had in Marvel. Yep. Nothing for me in Boom, either. Nothing in Boom. Nothing in Dynamite. Nope. Uh, Action Labs with some Black Betty. I'm reading some of this stuff from Aftershock and Lion Forge, but nothing jumping out at me is something I need to point out. That looks... What's Stabity Ever After? Where's that at? That's a second from the last uh, comic. Is this Stabity Bunny? This alternate reality version of Stabity Bunny takes place nowhere near the world of the re regular series. This is for those who crave unbridled mayhem and long to see the ultimate bunny fury unleashed. Stabity takes on the fairyland inhabitants who stand in his way as he fights to rescue Grace from an evil sorcerer. Huh. No pro no profanity, no sexual situations. It's a mixture of humor and extreme cartoony violence for the fans that need more stabity goodness in their lives. Brought to you by the talents of Richard Rivera and Ryan Kincaid. Be sure to get on the ground floor of this epic offering. Well, Kyle, as our resident stabity 
bunny expert and first to the table on the value of stability. What do you think about this? I say yes. <laughs> okay. The more stability, the better. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to eat my hat this time. <laughs> I will trust your judgment. There you go. That's all I've got in the FOC, sir. Alrighty. Let's head on over to um, our sneak peek then. Yeah, it's going over to previewsworld.com. Let's find new releases. Let's find December 5th, 2018. Click on that table view because I can't do gallery view. I get confused. And, Drew, let's start where we love to start. Let's start with image. Uh, see, we got a hero initiative variant of Blackbird number three. If you're collecting those. We've got the new um, Kieran Gillen uh, die. Not to be confused with die, die, die. This is just die. Mm -hmm. And this time he's not with Jamie McKelvey. He's with uh, Stephanie Hans. On this book. We do have yeah. Jamie McKelvey helping out on the cover B. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Freeze number one is a new book by Dan Wickline with art by Phil Seve. Uh, the entire human population is frozen by mysterious global event. All except Ray. I believe we've highlighted this once in a FOC, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, now with the fate of the world in his hands, he must figure out what's going on, how to set things right again, and answer the question, does everybody, everyone deserve to be saved? Um, no variant covers, just the one. So, um, might be worth picking up. And in exactly the opposite world of that, we have prodigy number one with many 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 covers of course mark millar writing this one ralphiel albuquerque on the art edson cranes not content being the world's smartest man and most successful businessman his brilliant mind needs to be constantly challenged he's a nobel prize winning scientist genius composer olympic athlete an expert in the occult and now international governments are calling on him to fix problems they just can't handle and I went heavy on the Frank Quitely cover, F. Um, but now that I'm looking at these interconnected Albuquerques, the three interconnected Albuquerques probably would have been a way to go. Those mm -hmm. are really nice. Yeah. And uh, those are pretty sweet. But so, yeah, I, I, I went, I went um, cover A and cover F, Frank Quitely. And you know this is going to be optioned as something through some Netflix deal or yeah, something. So yeah. uh, get in while it's hot because everything he touches turns to uh, some kind of property. Yep. We talked a bit on the FOC a few weeks ago about self-made number one by Matt Groom and Eduardo Ferrigato on art. Kyle Higgins in his debut editorial role on this as well. Okay. Interesting. This is a uh, uh, second to last, the penultimate Sienkiewicz uh, cover. And this is a Negan cover for Walking Dead 186. People going to want that one. Yep. Uh, the solicit reads, the powder keg, once it goes off, it can't be contained. We also have a Wick, Wicked and Divine 40 Hero Initiative variant. So if you are um, gathering those, there's a chance to get that one as well. Alright, let's head on down to, Guar uh, to Dark Horse, where my question has been answered. Answered. We don't know anything about LaGuardia number one because it comes out next week. Ah. Set in an alternative world where aliens have come to Earth and 
Integrated with society, LaGuardia revolves around a pregnant Nigerian-American doctor, future for Chiwibuku, who has just returned to NYC under mysterious conditions. Smuggling illegal alien plant named the Let Me Live. Huh, uh, intriguing. You know what I like about the way you pronounce <coughs> things? Yes. You do the same thing I do. You pronounce them with authority, even though you know you're probably yes, wrong. Yes, absolutely. But it's you, like, oh, you, he's obviously heard that somewhere. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pronounce it the way I think yes. it'll be pronounced, and I'm not going to question whether I'm right or not. Of mm. course, I'm right. And I'm not. That's going the way to, to do it. Apologize for butchering, but I do exactly. apologize for butchering. <laughs> exactly. That's the way to do it. And we'd have moved right on had Drew not stopped everything to point out that I'm most likely incorrect. No, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows with a name like that? Unless it's your name, you're not going to be able to pronounce that, right? Uh, but that's all I have in Dark Horse, sir. No. We have Lodger number two uh, from uh, IDW, and this is the David Latham book. Um, I'm a big fan of his Dre Bullets work. And um, I was listening to a clip over on uh, Comic Book Page Preview Spotlight. Uh, from a listener who likes Lodger as well. And I, I had a little trouble with it. I was a little confused with the first issue. And he said that the person narrating the book is not the main character, although it, you think it is. Mm-hmm. So if you go through knowing that it's not the main character who's narrating it, it's somebody else who I can't spoil it to tell you who it might be. Um, then it's an easier way to read it. So I have to go back and read Lodger the first issue again, or say, shame on you for making your comic book too confusing for me, <laughs> and not read it again. You know what? And the Sixth Sense just would not have worked as a comic. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Drew, we have, oops, I just clicked off of everything. Oh, there we are. The Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons. Cover B, we of course have Beth as a cleric on her game sheet. You and I are of course uh, trying to find all of the cover Bs for that to have all of the character sheets for that four issue series. Right, and hopefully we've ordered those. Yes. I think that's all I had from IDW. Down to DC. Adventures of Super Sons, still fun before they mess up these characters and change them all. I think they're going to change John Kent for some reason. Is he going to change his name too? I think he's going to get older. It's going to be Jay. Something. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Is that a Matina B cover for Batman 60? Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, Doomsday Clock Sighting. Remember what's going on in that? I don't. <laughs> Martian Manhunter. I really like the Joshua Middleton cover C. Oh, really? I do. Let me take a look at that. Oh, nice. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Nightwing 54. Yasmin Putri. Really nice looking cover B. That's awesome. Very, very much a takeoff of uh, the cover she did for Red Hood, but I like it. Uh, the Jai Lee Justice League 13 cover B um, is great. Yes, it are. Really great. And Yasmin Putri on the cover B for Red Hood and the Outlaws 29 as well. A really nice Red Hood with Batwoman cover. Well, Shazam's been going a long time. Um, Jeff Johns is doing the writing. Dale Eaglesham doing the artist, the art artistry. Um, they're putting something into this. I do not know that much about the character, um, but this could be good, right? Yeah, I went in. I went in on it. I like it. I'm in. This is his first. This is his first book in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, in comics, they rotate through these guys, and Moon Knight gets, what, eight eight series? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bites at the apple there, but 
Um, yeah, Shazam's been gone a long time. So. We got a movie coming up. Let's get a comic property brewing, and why not just put Jeff on it, man? I mean, yeah. just look at what he did for uh, the new Fifty Two Aquaman. Let's get something like that going. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's good. Look, both both covers look really nice. Um, so Eagle Sham's no joke. Is he doing the covers? I don't even know if he's doing the covers. He's not on the cover of. Well, he's not on the variant. I don't know if he's on the A. Yep, he's on the cover A. Cover A, which is very nice. Yes, indeed. All right, that's all I got in DC, sir. All right. Uh, Defender stuff with Immortal Hulk and Namor. I'm sitting all that stuff out. Did you call him Namor? Namor. There you go. Say it with say it with uh say it like you mean it. That's true. Like you know my how to pronounce it. Yep, my apologies. <laughs> Killmonger, since you, uh, that's probably going to be your pick since you were a Shuri guy. I'm guessing Killmonger will be your pick this time. I do enjoy Killmonger, but no, I'm not as high on that as I uh, am on Shuri. Merry X-Men Holiday Special. 25 Holiday Tales of Merry Mutants. One for each day of December through December 25th. I guess it's not every day of December. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one that we talked about. Uh, part of it being, uh, at least one of the stories being written by Charlemagne the God. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. They, they, they're, what are they like? Two page stories? Yeah. One page stories? Better be. There's 20. Yeah, I was going to say it's a $5 book, so obviously there's not a lot of pages because Marvel would have definitely taken the ability to charge us a lot more. For yeah, it would have been an $8 one if it was like 80 yeah. pages or something. Queed John. Okay, this is Star Wars. Qui Gon. Eight. Qui Gon. Age Republic. Qui Gon Jinn. Is that uh, which Liam one? Liam Neeson. He? Liam Neeson. Thank you. Written by Jody Hauser, considered one of the greatest Jedi Knights, or the one who let them, who led them to their doom. Maverick Qui Gon Jinn is one of Star Wars' most controversial heroes. Or if you're Drew, you don't even know who he is. The Jedi <laughs> Master is known to bend the rules, and it's gotten him into plenty of trouble with the Council. Now, in the face of a mission that goes awry, he's forced to confront his conflicting beliefs. What will Qui-Gon uncover about his loyalty to the Jedis versus his loyalty to the Force? Guest starring Master Yoda. Now, I consider myself a Star Wars fan, and... I guess I'm a Star Wars movie fan, mm-hmm. and not even that much of a fan because I can't remember who the characters are. Mm-hmm. So I think I am because I like them all, but I guess I'm just a, a poser. There's a lot of them, and you know, there's a lot of things that are no longer canonical and stuff like that. But you know, Qui Gon, I'm I, I like because I'm a big um, Darth Maul fan, and of course, they're both uh, in Phantom Menace. He's a good character. It's 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 an interesting story. I, it's interesting to now see this will be one of the first offshoot takes on Qui Gon that is canonical again. Ah, oh, gotcha. Um, Kyle, I'm gonna need your help. I can't stop reading West Coast Avengers, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's just terrible. We're on issue five. Yeah. So you you're reading the two Hawkeyes and all that. Yeah. Double Quentin Hawkeyes, Quire. American Quentin Chavez, Quentin Quire, Gwen Poole. I do like Gwen Poole. Gwen Poole and Quentin Quire are making out in the last... Making oh, out. Oh, snap. And I was like, what is going on? What am I reading? What am I doing? Now, does it come with a little poster that you can hang up on your wall and fan your <laughs> out on? I don't think so, though. No. no, it's not great. There you go. That's Winter Soldier number one. Kyle oh, Higgins. that one. So this is Kyle Higgins from Nightwing and Power Rangers and Cal and stuff. Let's see if he can give Winter Soldier the Nightwing treatment here. Oh, you mean really super boring? You shut your filthy mouth. So the Kyle Higgins run is the run of Nightwing that you point to as, oh, you got to read this. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I I very much enjoyed that. Especially the first few they crossed over with Court of Owls. It was quite well done. I am a fan. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think you are. 
I'm going to tell you how you feel. Okay, please. <laughs> now that's all I had for Marvel. Okay. Dynamite, I'm excited about Hackslash versus Chaos. This uh, Hackslash Resurrection was really good. And now Tim Seeley's coming back to do this one. We'll see how it is. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. And we, of course, like the Seeley cover. We're big fans of Seeley because of the original art piece that says, Drew, you suck by Tim Seeley. Uh, we're, not, we're not fans of that. No, oh, okay. We're not sorry. fans of that. Sorry, sorry. Drew, could I interest you in paying $90 for Mars Attack number one remastered cover? No. Remarked no. cover. No. I'm sorry. Okay, just check. No. Unless it's remarked with Drew, you suck. There you go. Maybe. Boom Studios. Let's talk Wizard Beach, number one. Sean Simon on writing. Connor Nolan on art. When Hexley Daggered Ragbottom sets off to find his uncle Salazar, he expects to find the most powerful wizard of the modern age. Instead, he finds Uncle Sally only wants to kick back, relax, and stay clear of any kind of wizard politics. So how is the great wiz- to become a great wizard if all the adults are too lazy to teach him? This was a C4FAP bundle mm-hmm. a few months ago. so I like it. It, it was in there. So now it's out. As we slide to the back half. Some of our smaller publishers, our Archies, our Aftershocks, our Lion Forges, our Scouts. Um, Another Black AF uh, series is starting up. Uh, This one's called Devil's Die. Breakneck number one of four. Um, it's off the hard case crime imprint of Titan Comics. Yay. Dwayne Swierinski. There you go. So, crime, crime, crimey crime. Six <laughs> bucks a pop. Crime noir. Can't beat it. Yeah, they, they price those a little high. Grumble number one. That's a Mike Norton book. Um, at least he's doing the art on it. Rafer Roberts is doing the writing. This is from Albatross Funny Books. Um, small imprint. Uh, when the forces of good and evil are hunting you down, the only logical thing to do is disguise yourself as a dog and go on the run. Eddie is a low rent hustler who got magically turned into a pug during a con gone wrong. Uh, yeah, Mike Norton, of course. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Big into pugs. Like, he's a pug guy. Nice, number one from American Gothic Press by Dagan Walker and Joseph Etner on writing and Mark Rene doing the art. It's a nice day for a murder. American Gothic Press's first series collaboration with Echo Lake Entertainment begins here. Kevin and Jose are 20-something hips hipsters cruising through life in a fancy car drinking at bars and chatting about nothing except when their mysterious employer sends them on errands that may involve killing people more often more often they're expected to just clean up after the excitement is over but a deranged cop's personal investment in the organization they work for is about to change everything hmm now, I always got uh, American Gothic Press and Antarctic Press confused and usually ignored them both because yeah. I would always get them confused. There you go. And, and this is a four-issue series. There is that uh, RAG second printing for, of its first issue, which, yeah. will probably, which will probably spike pretty quickly. If you yeah. can find it on the shelf, that'd be one to grab. We've got Snap, Flash, Hustle, Hustle number one. This is from Black Mask, uh, written by Pat Shand, with art and a cover by Emily Pearson. Haley Mori, a downtrodden alternative model, happens upon a secret society of elite models 
and NYC that are using their platforms to sell narcotics. Seeing a possible escape from a lifetime of crushing debt, Haley becomes involved and works her way up the ranks, making new alliances and enemies alike while getting a taste of the power she never knew she craved. I think that might be interesting. I like all Black Mask number ones, and then wait patiently for the next issue. And sometimes it never comes out. Going back to the well with Stargate, Atlantis Universe Anthology ongoing. (laughs) I enjoyed the Kurt Russell Stargate way back in the day, but that's where I stopped. Yeah, me too. There you go. People are still mining that. Anything else, Drew? I get the no, no, just some some good there stuff. Goes the but podcast where I asked my brother Drew to go back through all the books we looked at that will be coming out this coming Wednesday and pick that one book that will defy those ninety percent odds, raise in price, and make Drew a little bit of money. Drew, what you got for me? I'd say it's got to be Rag's second printing of issue one. Um, I don't know how I don't know how pre- prevalent that's going to be on the shelves, um, but that's definitely yeah, if you one. See you it, make snag sure if you, you grab that one. I still think Wizard Beach number one could be a fun little romp, and I say pick that thing up while you're running around. Um, if you're like me and you're a fan of Nightwing, grab this Yasmin Putri cover B, uh, support solid art. And I will be jumping on Shazam number one because I'm interested in reading that hardcore. But I, you think it'll launch big? Under the radar. Or do you think it'll be under the radar too? Get lost. And I really like. Mm, it's a good deal. That Joshua Middleton, Martian Manhunter. So while you're there, put an, put one of those in your bag too. You'll want to have that. So when I write the show notes. Yeah, I we'll put the picture of Martian pick. Manhunter cover C up because it's a good looking picture, and then put Nightwing cover B beside it, okay. and then you can talk about whatever you picked, Rags. Okay, and then we can talk about Wizard Beach, and then we can just put a couple other things. Okay. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> Got if my marching orders. That's what I would say. But I want to thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through the what's coming out. The What's Coming Wednesday. The new things. The sneak peek (laughs) at next week. We really appreciate it. So for Drew and for myself, see ya.